Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 314, uh, a weekly movie review show where we talk about movies and have a guest on and what they've seen. And we've got some great movies we're going to be talking about uh, this week. We're going to be talking about Synchronicity, Eye in the Sky, 999, and uh, give you a little Kickstarter update on Long Ago and Far Away. And we've got uh, The Force Awakens coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, we've got, some we've got to get into it. We've There's got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we've got some other movies coming out this week. Um, I want to thank everybody that came out to, to Pennington's Pub in beautiful Lake Havasu, Arizona, for some fine shows there. Uh, Did you drive past London Bridge? Yeah, I, I had to drive right. I was staying right near it. Um, cool. So yeah, it was fun. I was there for two nights. Um, you know, some film nerd fans came out. That was cool. Uh, it's the second time I've done it. I did it last year. This guy Jared and his wife Sarah. That that's like oh, a, I've been there. Yeah, you've done it. You've yeah. done it. You know, yeah. guys. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's good business. Yeah. So. Um, it was cool. It was it was uh, thanks to everyone who came out to that show. And I want to thank you guys for supporting my graphic novel. We're almost at a quarter funded for the first week. You guys are absolutely awesome. We'll be talking more about that later, but I want to just start at the top of the show by thanking you guys for the support. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool too. I thank you guys too for um Podfest tickets are going faster than they've ever gone. We burned through the early bird tickets. Uh, only a handful of the kind of early birds at 119, so I'd jump on those. Do we have any really kind of early birds, or is that it? There's no more adjectives on early bird after that? <laughs> There's early bird and kind of early bird, and then just the regular ticket price. Got it. Mm-hmm. So early birds are done. Those were 99 bucks Right now, kind of early bird is 119 but that could be done as of this podcast. And then the next level is 139 and then that's that's the highest it goes. And Aisha Tyler just confirmed. Hey, how about that? Mm-hmm. Todd Glass is confirmed. Never Not Funny is confirmed. Yeah, and we've got Welcome to Night Vale and Criminal. So already, it's worth the price of admission. It's amazing shows. Mm-hmm. Amazing shows. So, and The Dollop and Comedy Film Nerds. <laughs> of course. Those, I'm sure we... I don't know how we got those shows yeah, confirmed, but Jesus. we did it. It, was, it wasn't easy. Those guys are dicks. Um <laughs> So let us introduce our guest. First time guest. A lot of first time guests, yes. guys. We're bringing you the heat. We're bringing you the new business. <laughs> um, it's a comic that I've known. I met on the road in Cincinnati uh, mm-hmm. and now lives in beautiful, sunny Southern California. Very funny man, Mr. Dave Waite. Hey, man. Yeah, I, I jumped <laughs> in earlier. I, I should uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, guys? I'm, uh, you know, up here in the valley. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Had to, yeah, had to go over the hill, huh? You, uh, well, you live in the, don't you? <laughs> I live on the west, I'm a west side, bro. You know how it is. I know, west side for life. Where was your audition? It was in Hollywood. Oh, okay, so on the way. It was on the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's on the way. Oh, there you go. Um, you uh, also live in the Shane Moss house. We had... <laughs> yeah, it's in the bro house. The bro oh, house. Oh, wow, the uh, bro house. Yeah, yeah, air hockey table, a lot of dude. There's a lot of dude in there. <laughs> That's too Living in a sausage party. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a bro fest. Yeah, Steve, nice. Steve Gillespie, I believe, is in there. Yeah, house. Steve Gillespie's in there. Who else? And this guy, uh, Razzle, he has a couple podcasts. Uh, he has a podcast on Nerdists and stuff. Razzle. Razzle. Good guy. I think our goal is to get every guy in that house on this show. Yeah. Eventually, it'll had, take a year. I know. We've. <laughs> You ever know one guy's just gonna split? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do. It's kind of a it's a home for wayward bros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a podcast studio set up right in the house. And uh, no one has to we, leave. we just go out in the garage and yeah, start nice. recording. Me and Shane, we mm. do a podcast called the Riff Board. Oh, mm. nice. What's Riff Board? It just we it just house riffs stuff that happened around the house and we write it down. <laughs> 
I mean, on the show, he goes as Dave Waite's friend, so he, it's, he, it's always Dave Waite's friend. And then if we say his name, we bleep it out. <laughs> oh, that is great. Is it the kind of household you'll come home and there'll just be some comic sleeping on a couch? And yeah, get... Jeff Tate was sleeping on it. Oh, Jazzy oh, Jeff yeah. Tate. Yeah, Jeff Tate was sleeping there for a hot minute. You know, there's always somebody drifting through. Nice. <laughs> Tate st- is, still lives in Cincinnati? Yeah, but he's been out here a bunch this year, like... He was at my house for like two and a half weeks. I was like, come on, dog. Start kicking up some rent. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was great having him around. Running a comedy hostel. Oh, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's outstanding. Um, And then you're on the road to Fairmount? Yeah, Fairmount. Not enough. You know, not enough. It's always always looking at that bank account like, oh, shit, I better send out some more avails. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, or go to more commercial auditions. Or yeah, whatever. man, it'd be nice if I just landed one of those. Take a couple oh, months off, man. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. I guess I should go back to doing commercial auditions. Uh, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, you drive, you drive like forty-five minutes for something that takes thirty seconds. Yep. But then you hear people make you know thirty, forty grand. You're like, oh shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I just took yeah, I just took my daughter to one in Santa Monica. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the other thing. thing. They're all over the planet. Yeah, yeah you, you, don't, you don't know where like, you're you're going. What about a Glendale five thirty? Right. No. <laughs> just stand there and take a Polaroid and slate and then just go, Wow, oh, I'd eat those chips. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sit yeah. in your car yeah. for another hour and a half. <laughs> yep. yeah. Then you eat Cheetos and like, oh your hair's the wrong color. And that's why you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's how commercial auditions that's, that's, work. That's amazing. You, it is, the thing I love about commercial auditions, no one wants to be there. Right. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody. The casting, no one, they are like, I should be casting episode. Like, no one, the camera guy wants to be right. shooting something else. Like, they all want to, everyone, yeah, you don't want to be there. I should be working for HBO. Yeah, I know. <laughs> God damn it. How come I'm not doing the Daredevil show on Netflix? <laughs> so, all right. So, which movie we want to start with? We want to do, uh, uh, we have Eye in the Sky. Nine nine nine. Should we let our guests go first? Our, our guest nine nine nine's been out for a couple of weeks. I almost yeah. saw it on the road, but I couldn't mm-hmm. put together the times. And uh, tell us about this movie and what's the significance of the title nine nine nine? Oh nine nine nine. That's the police code for if a cop is shot. Ooh, okay. That's so it's a premise is like uh, there's like these dirty cops that work for the mob and they're like they rob a bank to recover some stuff for mob people. <laughs> but you, it opens with this big elaborate bank robbery and then you find out like two of the guys are like cops two of the guys that robbed this bank were cops and you're like mm-hmm. oh man and then the guy so and then there's like the not crooked cops like woody harrelson and stuff and uh casey affleck mm-hmm. and uh, i'm really bad at describing movies <laughs> it, gets, it gets like it, it's kind of complicated like Kate Winslet's like the mob boss it's actually called to be specific the movie's called Triple Nine Triple Nine Triple Nine okay. yeah, Triple Nine <laughs> Nine 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 triple nine, <laughs> couple of guys with some nines whatever you want to call it but like the bad cops are like so how was Nine Cubed? It was. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was a good cop. It's move. got solid actors, and it's got Casey Affleck, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Anthony Mackie, Woody yeah. Harrelson. So Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. So Gail Gadot. We were just talking about yes. Wonder Woman on the uh, uh, on the Batman, Batman spoiler app. So what? So yeah. overall, good. You like? I liked it. You liked it. Yeah. It was, you know, a solid cop movie. It was gritty what, as shit. I mean, there was like... Was it twisty? Like plot, I mean, like surprises and stuff? Yeah, there was like a lot a of surprises and a lot of like... There was like a crazy shootout in like an Atlanta 
uh, ghetto and like I mean it was just super graphic and like was very fucking gritty and shit like that. If you want a cop movie that isn't pulling any punches, like a narc kind of movie, sure, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because the uh, director is John Hillcote and he did The Road, he did uh, The Proposition. Uh, you know, so the, you saw the road, didn't you? I saw the road. I, I'll tell you, after reading the book, I'm like, there's no way I want these images in my head. I could not watch that movie. Uh, it's an amazing film. The proposition is this amazing Western out of Australia. So that, this is really interesting to me because I saw the trailer for this movie and I was like, God, this, I wonder if this is good. Cause like, we, and we talk about this a lot on the show, when you get these sort of February, March, release dates you're wondering is it we're just trying to but this is a solid it. cast and a really good director yeah i mean i thought it was good i think it's just like a movie it's like when are they going to put it they're not going to put it out in the summer because it's so fucking violent right you know and it's so like dark it's not like a big blockbuster sort of thing where you know you put it out in february for people that like cop and action movies <laughs> and there's nothing else you know nothing else right. going on you know in february they put out some romantic comedy horse shit or whatever <laughs> and some turds <laughs> so it's like if you're like a dude trying to get a movie in you know it was a good good bro movie mm-hmm. i went i went with jeff tate Oh, Jazzy oh, okay. Jeff Tate. Oh, he he like loved, it? he loved, you know, he loves all that cop yeah, loves, yeah. Woody Harrelson. He was in. But that's the thing, like, I, I mean. We saw Cowboys versus Aliens with Jeff Tate. Yeah, we did see that. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's, that's actually, that's good to hear because it was the kind of thing where I was like, mm, or maybe they cut together a dumb trailer, but you kind of, you hear this cast and you go, I want this. Yeah. To be good. I want it to be gritty and who's who's on what side. and Right. I mean, it wasn't like amazing, but it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Sure. I dug it. There you go. That's a lot of adjectives. Is that right? <laughs> I don't even know if I... Is that, I don't even know what adjectives are. All right. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Like, and, and let me... And was there any... Without giving anything away, spoilerize. Was there anything you watched that you went, like, really flagrantly, like, come on, or was it all just kind of like, uh, there wasn't anything like flagrantly where I was like, uh, whatever, you know, maybe the Casey Affleck was an Atlanta cop. Maybe that's the only thing. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he wouldn't be an Atlanta cop. Well, that's cool, though. I mean, I like I like I, I like hearing that. It makes me, and I'm the thing that's that I'm that I'm. Curious. I mean, I like Woody like you sure. know Woody Harrelson. He was like he's like a drunk cop and he's smoking weed and you know he's this, like all burned out. You know this new incarnation of Woody Harrelson where he's just always playing these gritty dudes like mm-hmm. he did in um, the HBO show. I'm blanking the name on True Detective. True Detective. Yeah. Good lord! Well, you go back to Natural Born Killers, right? And he was certainly getting rid of the cheers uh, image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really Miley Cyrus did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts twerking his way into a gin bottle with a gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting because according to IMDb, the budget on this was $28 million. It's only done $12 million, but it feels like it got sort of, it didn't get in. It got dumped. Well, yeah, and it, I don't. I don't remember seeing a trailer the, on the, TV for it. There wasn't a lot yeah. of press behind yeah. it, which is curious why they decided to just sort of, eh, 
not get Quietly behind this movie. It. I don't know. Hey, a movie about a cop getting killed. Hey, come on out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it's hard. You know, how do you market that? You know, <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's they it. probably just gave up. Right. <laughs> but that's that's interesting that they would that they would. Uh, it's like, you know, they're filming so much in Atlanta. It's like, it's one of those deals where, like, when I filmed everything in Louisiana, it was like, there were so many movies, like, move, like, like there was a million Nicolas Cage movies that right. were, like, directed, because it was just so, like, essentially they were getting paid to right. make movies there. And I think that's what's going on in Georgia now, where it's like, they're just getting, they're just trucking so many movies out because they're like, ah, whatever, that they're essentially paying us to be here probably with the crazy tax incentives and shit like that. That makes sense. I mean, mm. that's, I mean, that was every, when, when some state does that, when New Mexico had it for a while, Louisiana, Georgia, it's just like, well, you know, we got 5 million for a movie, but if we go down there, we, now it's 10, Yeah, yeah. you know, so, okay, mm-hmm. like, let's do this. Yeah. And then, then like, uh, North Carolina, like I play, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina a mm-hmm. lot. You ever do that? Uh-uh. Uh, Dead Crow Comedy Club. It's great. But they have a film studio there. And like the the, uh, the Georgia lobbyists have essentially bribed what you know whatever you know government they bribed the North Carolina government and the Republican governor to not give tax incentives essentially jamming the state because the, Georgia's killing it and they won't pass a new incentive in North Carolina because they're getting money from the lobbyists in Georgia. Jesus wow. Christ. Could I see your documentation on that? I just, <laughs> that was just some drunk talk I heard in a bar down there. But, <laughs> but there's a lot of people who work in the movie business down there. So they were all, you know, a lot of them have left and went to Georgia. Yeah. You know? Oh. Well, I, you know, whether that's true or not, I happened just... Happened to Arizona. Or, or no, New Mexico. Well, New Mexico, I don't know if it happened that way. Right. Um, but they did... But Where that, they got pulled. The well, that's what happens. Yeah. That sometimes the state, if a new governor comes in or whatever and says, nope. It's like then you lose the industry. You lose the industry, and right. it's really difficult. And I think some of it always stays. I mean, some of it, especially like New Mexico, because they better call songs. Right? So. There's an infrastructure right. there, mm. and there is some. And also the advantage that that I know New Mexico has is, well, you want to shoot any sort of Middle Eastern, right? You know what I mean? Any sort of right. Desert. deserty thing? We've yep. got all everything that. but an ocean. Yeah, they've got everything but an ocean. But oh, that's interesting. So, all right, I want to see Triple Nine. I was yeah, right. My instincts good. were right. I wasn't just on the road looking to get out of a Marriott. Ooh, was, why would you get out of a Marriott? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So hotel rooms never get. <laughs> yeah. The walls never close Are you close kidding? On. People are trying to get into a Marriott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've man. never sat on the road. I know. Yeah. I, took, I took a bus. In Ala- I, I took a city bus in Anchorage, Alaska to get out of the hotel room and go, go to a movie. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna figure out the fucking bus, and I'm gonna go <laughs> to a movie because <laughs> I can't. Because it was like a, it's a week long run up there, Ooh. and I was like, I, you know, people were taking me out every day, but I was like, I gotta get out. And you know, now with Google Maps, it's so much easier to take a bus. I just get on the bus and go, man. I actually, when I've done that on the road, I feel, I feel sort of excited. It makes yeah. the like, oh, this is cool. Like, yeah, I'm using public transportation, and I sort of feel like I do when you're like traveling on vacation. And you're in a foreign country, and you're like at some subway terminal trying to find the English map or whatever, and you're like, well, I'm going to figure out a bus here. And that's and- interesting. See, I find everything what you just said terrifying. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think I've traveled with you, Chris. I definitely know. You I'm not. This, I, I get travel anxiety for sure. Uh, I was like happened- when we were in Japan. I was like, all right, you guys oh, got to walk me back to the hotel. <laughs> 
in the safest, most polite right. <laughs> city. I and can't country. read any of these signs. This is <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna end up in a maid cafe as a prisoner. <laughs> Yeah, he just thought there was going to be some Yakuza fan yeah. just pull up and just black bag him in the back. Well, I'm like, let's go meet some people. We'll figure it out. That's amazing. Uh, all right. Let's go to synchronicity now. Yes. Come now, on, synchronicity now. is one of the things we, we've talked about is that, uh, you know, this time of year, there's a lot of dumping ground movies. And we, we're going to talk about more on the spoiler app later this week. It's... Uh, we're going to make it a point to seek out and find more indie films that are being released also at this time that are not getting the um, uh, press and no, you know, notoriety that they deserve. Now, this is a really cool, fun, um, low-budget sci-fi movie. I, I love this kind of genre of like low-budget sci-fi time travel movies. Uh, time travel, uh, I'm in, like, like you have like predestination it's it's very it has a real feel for that it also it feels like primer and all these other interesting low budget sci-fi fun fact it was shot in atlanta was shot in atlanta part of this uh north carolina kickback graph (laughs) 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 and it, it it's a time travel movie the you know three scientists invent a time machine and then it's also shot like a noir it's a very dark film like you when i say dark it's literally like you kind of have to up the brightness on your TV. (laughs) Like, really, it's deliberately shot very dark and noir-like. The other thing I loved about it, too, is it deliberately, like, sometimes these movies do this, especially science fiction movies. They deliberately make it like you can't quite pinpoint what time that this is being made in. Like, it's near future, but all of the opening credits uh, had, like, an 80s vibe to it. Like, the music had, like, a synthesizer 80s vibe to it. You... Bare, you rarely saw a cell phone. Sometimes you did. And then also you have like um, cities and roads and cityscapes that look normal, but they add like like more Blade Runner spotlights and helicopters. So, you know, like, well, this is, might be a little into the future. So it's set up like a time traveling mystery where you have a femme fatale. You have, um, you have the big corporate raider who's the villain played by Michael Ironside, who is oh, he's such always great, great. He just, he just chews up the scenery, but in a good way, <laughs> like really fun. You like know, if he's if he was guy. a dad at like a kid's, he was one of the dads at like Can a kid's. Can I see a picture of him? Michael Ironside. Oh my God. Oh, you know exactly what he looks like. He, he's been in a million movies, but he, yeah. He was, he's, um, <laughs> he's the guy like if he was a dad at your kid's soccer game you'd be like oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> you're that guy you know what yeah. I mean like mm-hmm. he'd be like we need to find better jerseys or yeah, whatever yeah, like yeah, it would yeah. be so he scared the, the shit out of him like he just asked for new jerseys I think he's gonna kill me I, uh, <laughs> um, oh yeah 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 everything from Starship Troopers to a million other movies and a thousand Total Recall yeah he's yeah. great in Total Recall mm-hmm. he, my, he's in The Machinist yes uh, mm-hmm. he also is plays a great uh, s- a second fiddle to Tom Skerritt in Top Gun right. uh, <laughs> I forgot about that yeah yeah he's in everything Skerritt fiddle so, <laughs> so so this film basically is is a, a time travel mystery I don't want to give too much away with a, an award but 
it's it's very you could tell it's very limited budget limited um resources limited um sets but what i really like about it it's really strongly um written it's strongly directed and it's also strongly acted so you know when you when you see like michael ironside in a movie because he does so many movies it's either it's going to be something interesting or it could be something it's a paycheck movie he's like a michael kane of b movies oh he'll yeah, yeah that he'll guy will just do anything everything. just yeah. like but so, robot so sorority <laughs> sisters yeah, yeah i'm in so, <laughs> you, who knows? so you never know but this is uh on the on the like he would put this one on his resume <laughs> for this one um and this is also getting back to the to the georgia tax break thing this is what those incentives are kind of for in the sense yes that it's it's obviously to bring big budget business yeah, there yeah. but also to let this indie film and there's no you, know, you, ra- you you raise i mean you raise a half a million or a million dollars and right. now you get an additional yeah, 500 to a million i mean yeah. that's huge yeah. that's huge and there's no um effort or any um any, you know any effort at all to make it look like atlanta or anything like that this is like any city in the near future usa you know that kind of thing but what i liked about it too is the way the kind of the mystery unfolded like you're like okay well now we see a scene but it's out of deliberately out of context like they're talking about something that may have happened sooner or may have happened later and then as the movie progresses these scenes fill in like oh this scene happened right before the scene i saw 20 minutes ago so then everything kind of clicks and makes sense it's one of those movies too that demands you to watch it again mm-hmm. like there's uh, hey um, watch yeah. this yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so <laughs> did you how did you get this was it vod this was a uh, video on demand okay yeah yeah and the other thing that was that the, the one thing that you have to be a little bit patient of is because these movies are deliberately um like little puzzle boxes like there's a couple times where you're like wait what's going on what happened and but that's deliberate like okay. you're, you're supposed to wonder what's going on and it also leaves a lot of like ambiguity about what's actually happening like the scientists have all these nerdy discussions about well this is time travel this is five days into the future you know you're meeting your future self or is it the dc multiverse where no you just met someone from like um that looks like you but is from another dimension existing at the same time in the same earth so they they keep that like mystery like like well, well which is it which is it is it are you future self or are you guy from another dimension that's existing at the same mm. uh plane so so it, it dimension goes, self yeah it goes, yeah are you are you future self or dimension self oh, and what i love too is exciting. they call the one character prime like the first one that's there is like well where's you know where, where's the prime um so it's fun it, it, it hits a lot of really cool in a good way like tropes of like noir you have like who do you trust what's going on and also time travel and science fiction like what are the consequences of the actions like occasionally there's that kind of you know mandatory raise the stakes well if we disrupt the timeline or create a breach you know this could be the end of the universe and like you never really get that threat because it's a low budget time travel sci-fi movie it's like when you watch primer you never really figure out that the universe is ending if they do something wrong right um so because they don't have the budget right they don't have the budget to end the universe uh so you know that's you're not going to see that um and it's not necessarily the narrative you know you have these smaller stories that uh, ultimately the time travel uh involves the relationships between these people and with the technology and what is what is possible and what is what is uh, what could happen, which is which is great. So I really enjoyed it. I, uh, you should definitely check it out. Synchronicity, uh, directed by Jacob Gentry, who was interesting. He did three TV movies: My Super Psycho, Sweet Sixteen, One, Two, and Three. So I. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is uh, an interesting resume. But this one is uh, is really really good. He also did a couple interesting uh, indie films. Last Goodbye and The Signal. Um, so he's, oh, I didn't like The Signal. Yeah, that's interesting. This one I find this was a uh, I thought this was a superior film. Yeah, for great. sure. That's good. It's good to see. I like mm-hmm. I like a filmmaker trying something new. So all right, I I saw. Um, I saw. Well, let me ask you this real quick, Dave. What's oh, your favorite time travel movie? What is my favorite time? Oh, buddy, come on. I mean, you know, I would have to say Back to the Future. I mean, I know it's so cliche, but I mean, I don't know. There's no wrong answer, no Dave. Wrong answer. I think Back to the Future is. It is a great time travel. It movie. is a great time travel. Movie. You know, we watched it again, thinking, "Oh, it's not going to hold up." You know what? Holds up. It does. <laughs> the, the first one, anyway. We didn't go to the, for the sequels. Yet. I saw that. What was the one I watched recently? Where the people took a photo have you seen that one uh the oh, where's sh- the big machine big machine and it takes a photo of 24 hours in the future yes i have seen this movie and i can't remember. i saw it at shriek fest i can't remember oh, wow. the name of it now it's on um, i saw it's on netflix yeah Shit. yeah and with the filmmakers were talking and they were like they were saying because of budget reasons we need a time machine that didn't move so they set it up where it was a, a photo taking, you know, taking a photo of the same room over and over into the future. Yeah, I like that one. That was mm-hmm. anything with time travel. I'm in though. Yeah. All right, me too, man. I love it. I love. I'm Except more- that one with uh, Fred Ward where he goes back in time on a motorcycle. Oh, and the, across the desert or whatever <laughs> yeah. like that. He's a, that's like time, time riders. Time riders. Like that. Yeah. Oh God, Fred Ward. I remember that. He's like. Oh, uh, they tried so hard to make Fred Ward into like an action star, man. Well, that was the great Remo thing. Remo Williams. The, oh, man. And at the end of Remo Williams, like coming soon, like another one. Like that was so bold. Anytime at the end of a movie, they're like predicting a sequel. <laughs> well, it was, uh, God, I'm, I'm going to find that movie right now. He did. Uh, oh, that movie was called Time Lapse, by the way. Time, time Lapse. Yeah, yeah, Time okay. Lapse. Uh, yeah, the thing that was cool, I I actually I dug um, the motorcycle was tight. <laughs> <laughs> wait, he did have. Wait a minute, he had Time Rider, The Adventure of Lynn Swan, Lyle Swan. Um, I think that's the one you're talking about. A motorcycle champion is traveling the Mexican desert when he finds himself in the action radius of a time machine. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Time Rider, The Adventure of Lyle Swan, is where. And then he ends up like being in a wet. Like in the wild, he's in a wild west. He meets yeah. some hot Mexican lady yeah, yeah. from the eighteen hundreds or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, all right, yeah, I can talk time travel movies for forever now, um, which means I need to go back and watch Time Rider, The Adventures, and then watch Final Countdown. Yeah, Final Countdown's great. What's Final Countdown? Oh my god, oh, the aircraft carrier, aircraft carrier. It goes in the eighties. It goes back to uh, Pearl Harbor. Right, a couple days before Pearl Harbor attack, and they're this like a nuclear sub with all this weaponry, and there's the and Kirk Douglas is in it, <laughs> and Martin or Martin Sheen is in it, and Kirk Douglas, right? No, or just Martin Sheen. You're going to be right with one of them at least. <laughs> <laughs> if it's in the '80s and it's got the military in it, it'll be one of those two at least. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I saw, uh, um, I saw. Uh, the I saw Eye in the Sky. This is the the Helen Mirren movie um, with Martin Sheen and Kirk Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Sheen, yeah. Um, so I saw. Uh, all right, I saw this movie, and um, okay, it's about 
Helen Mirren is an English officer, mm-hmm. and she's in charge of. She's been tracking the couple of high target uh, terrorists for a couple of years, and they have them in this building. It's a drone. It's a movie about drones, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this to be. Um, oh, Alan Rickman in this? Yeah, it's, I think it's one of his last movies. Uh, Alan Rickman plays a general. Um, and it's another one that didn't get a giant release. It's weird it didn't get a giant release, but it's been slowly kind of staying in theaters for a while. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I got a limited release, and I and I, it's a compelling movie. It's so compelling because the movie takes place basically in three rooms. Mm-hmm. You've got this room uh, in this English military base. Then you've got a uh, like where Alan Rickman and then politicians, you know, somewhere in London, like 10 Downing Street or something like that, some war room there. And then you've got the, um, you, you've got, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Aaron, um, uh, Aaron Paul. Um, he's the actual American. Hot off of his Need for Speed movie. <laughs> he, was, he was a 999. He, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's, getting, he's getting out there. He's getting, nines. He's he's getting some work done. All right. Uh, he's not just hanging up and just. Was he one of the nines? No, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Come on now. He's not just he's coasting on breaking bad money and. No, no, he's he's working. So he plays show coming out. Too. He plays an American uh, drone pilot who basically you just go in this room and you're flying a. It's like a video game, a highly yes. complex one, mm-hmm. and so you see. Which is one of the criticisms of drone usage. And this movie, I'll give this movie credit. It shows, in my opinion, all of the bad and the good of the drone thing. And you see the debate, the drone debate takes place between all of these people. Mm-hmm. So Helen Mirren, you know, plays, you know, pretty tough as nails officer who's like, we've got this high value target. So basically, and this is in the trailer. I'm not giving anything away. They're tra- they're tracking this woman who's a former English citizen whose name was I forget her name. It's like Sandy Stevens, and right. now she's gone radical. She's a radical Muslim, and she goes into this house, and there's supposed to be this big meeting. They get um, cameras in the house. They do some cool stuff. They've got like a flying bird with a camera, mm-hmm. and they've got some a little bug or whatever. Mm-hmm. In the next room, there's a guy putting together a suicide vest. So then there's the dilemma. The mission was just going to be capture her. She goes into this part of of town. I think they're in Kenya. That's kind of held by a, an ISIS type group. Um, so then these guys are putting together uh, bomb vests. So the dilemma is: do we do we blow this building up right now? And the and the collateral damage issue. And you see all the people on the ground. Um, the Kenyan army, the, some the guys undercover, the, the, the locals and how this plays out. And then you see the political debate, you know, and the, and this is in the trailer too. So I'm not giving this away. Somebody goes, and there's a little girl in the blast, like right next to the house. And they're trying to get her out of there. And Aaron Paul is, is, is having a problem with this. And, um, they're debating this and you're like, Jesus. And you see it k- keeps getting kicked up the line. We'll talk to the <laughs> prime minister, talk to secretary of state. We'll talk to the U S secretaries and like, holy shit. 
And and so it shows the bureaucracy. It shows too. the compute bureaucracy and people fighting a war in rooms, looking at fucking Skype. Basically, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying. And then yeah. and then when somebody says, "Well, from a propaganda standpoint, if we kill one little girl, they win the propaganda war. But if they kill eighty people in a mall, we win the propaganda mall war." And you're like, Jesus, like they're having these debate, and it's like, whoa, I you know. And it's like, what, like, I left the movie going, God, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of drones. I don't like it. I don't like what it, I've watched that episode of John Oliver where they talked, we had Kevin Avery on the show talking about that. It's like, Jesus, I don't like, but there's a line and Alan Rickman has a couple of really great lines because he plays a general and he's talking with a woman who's a politician and it's, Solid writing. It's solid acting. The director is this guy, Gavin Hood, who did the Wolverine's X-Men Origins movie. Um, wow. And, uh, and he worked after <laughs> that? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he also directed Ender's Game. <coughs> oh, geez. Wow, he worked after that? Yeah, exactly. So it's, he's not like some guy that I'm like, man, he's, an, he's awesome. He's involved. But this movie, I think, does a really good job. And it's the kind of movie where I sort of hope that it gets enough buzz that they re-release it in the fall to try to get some Oscar. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, one of the guys, the, the one of the Somali guys that plays one of the pirates in Captain Phillips, he's in the movie. Oh, okay. And you see every at every <sighs> stage of this game who's involved and what their job is and what their dilemma is. And it's really, really compelling. And it's just kind of how they all interact and yeah. figure it out. Now, without giving anything away, did you like the way this movie ended, the way it uh, kind of came together? Or did you feel like, oh, come on, after all that? Actually, <laughs> I was starting to feel that. I was starting to be like, no, don't end it that way. Mm-hmm. But then they add a little, There's again, There's it's the, really this scene, there's a couple scenes. This scene with Alan Rickman and, the, and this uh, female British politician who's in the war room in England they have a really great scene that makes me go, oh, wow. And some people don't like this type of ending, but I actually do because I don't think there are easy answers to war in general, but specifically mm-hmm. this war on terror. Um, it leaves it a little like, so what do you think? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's this side. Yeah. Here's that side. You know, here's the pros and cons. You know, and there's a lot of really shitty things on the con side right. and a lot of really necessary things on the pro side. What do you think? And it's right. like, God <laughs> damn it. And you see why they kept kicking it up the chain because no one wanted to make the call. Right. So it wasn't like an anti-drone movie. It just presented everything. It kind yeah, it, it, I thought it was going to be anti-drone. Mm-hmm. I but, think there's another anti-drone movie coming out soon, right? Or There might be. I can't think of one off the top of drones my Drones are hot. Yeah. <laughs> Just some executive. We need some drone movies. Yeah, yeah. Who represents drones? Get me them on the phone. Give me a good drone script. <laughs> um, so I, that's, I, I did sort of like that. And the, you know, the, peop, the locals in this country, and you see the fanatics have taken over, and one guy's like the, a father, and he's like, oh, God, these fanatics, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you see that they're like, I don't want these fanatics rolling through town with AK-47s telling us the strict Muslim law, but what do we do? But then, you know, if a drone comes and blows me up, am I, what side am I going to go on after that? And, and, and you know, it's, it's, 
I think it's a movie worth watching for two reasons. One, it brings up some very compelling arguments on either side of the drone debate. Mm-hmm. And two, it's really, it's just well acted. It's well put together. Well, put, well, well yeah. put together. Like even if you have a strong opinion either way on the drone thing, I think it's a compelling movie to watch. Oh, great. All right. You know, All right. so I, I check it out, Eye in the Sky. And it's, it's one of these movies that, should be getting more traction this time of mm-hmm. year because there's not a lot of options. But it's a, it's a really it's a it's so, a it's a good film. Three uh, three recommended movies. Three recommended movies. Look at that. Let's also now talk about Christopher. You have a Kickstarter. Yes, I started this Kickstarter. This is a graphic novel called Long Ago and Far Away. It started last week, and I first, like I said, I want to thank you guys. It's already close to uh, a quarter funded, and it's been getting some great um, kind of endorsements. Mark Wade endorsed it. Mark Guggenheim endorsed it. Um, so there's definitely comic book creators that are behind it, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's the people that know you and support you that'll eventually find it. Like we, we have a Kickstarter rep and we go in back and forth with him and he said, you got to make sure you mobilize all the comedy film nerds fans. You guys have been great, but the truth is I can't get there without you guys. And this is a really special story. It started out with uh, what would happen with the kids that went into Narnia or Oz or Fantasia when they grew up. And this is about a kid who uh, now he's 30. He runs a comic book store poorly. He's got, you know, emotional damage from being a kid in this world. And now the world needs his help again. But he's kind of a jerk now. So when he goes back with the elves and witches and stuff, will he make things better? Will he just kind of make things worse? And it's a very personal story to me. Uh, it kind of has, and I, in fact, there's some Zack Snyder jokes I put in there months ago because yeah. <laughs> I knew what was coming. Um, but what I wanted to tell you guys about this week is it's, it's not just a comedy story. It, it really is about also uh, when we have that sense of childlike wonder as children, but then also as we become kind of cynical adults, do we kind of lose that a little bit? And when we lose that, we're not the people we're meant to be. We really right. need to keep that with us throughout our lives. And also, if you do lose it, how do you regain it? So those are the themes in this in this comic book. And it's been very special to me. And like I said, it's your support means the world to us. And, and you got a really good artist involved, And too. I got a really good artist, Fernando Pinto. It's amazing. And that was another thing. It took like two years to finally find the right artist. And Well, this you you were supposed to do this project with this one comic book company. Yeah, with Mark Wade's uh, Thrill Bent. But then it, it fell, you know, the, the funding, the funding fell through. Right when we were going into production, the funding fell out. And this goes back to the point that, you know, Graham and I have had our shares of punches in the face in this business for oh, the last boy. 20 years or so. Yeah. I had a movie movie ruined twice in Bulgaria. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we, we've had more than our share. In fact, uh, one of my old reps used to said to me I did once, Last Comic Stand. We probably talked to Dave Wade a little about some Last Comic Standing business. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and I, I actually, it's insane. Uh, right. It's insane. Like, like, I actually had a rep said to me, he was telling me about, a, uh, you know, something that one of his other clients getting fucked over. And he actually said to me in the middle of the story, um, what happened to him was so bad, I thought it was one of your stories. And I'm like, well, first of all, aren't you supposed to make sure that doesn't happen <laughs> as my rep? And also, it's like, is that to the point now where so many shitty things have happened to us in the past? Well, we're just known as the guys yeah, yeah. that just can't catch a break. The, <laughs> boy, you want to hear some fucked in the ass yeah, stories about oh, Chris God. and Grant. It's insane. So, um, so your support means the world to us. And we, we were talking to Kickstarter, and they said, well, you have to make sure you tell all the earbud supporters about this new Kickstarter. So I did. I sent out this um, um, update, and I want to let you guys know that 
you know, uh, some, they, some earbuds, some earbuds people go, well, why should I give to this long ago yes. and far away? Because I still haven't got my earbuds. Like, that's a fair question. Absolutely. It's a fair question. And, you know, nobody is more uh, upset than Graham and I that this movie has been delayed for eight, nine months. But Ooh. it is done. You're getting it in a couple of months. We promise. Um, the issue was the way Kickstarter works is that you can't raise money towards the end of the year because then you get taxed on it and then you end up with half of what you raised. So if I would have waited until the movie was done, I wouldn't have been able to start this Kickstarter till 2017, then delivered it in 2018. So instead of waiting two years, uh, I was um, basically I was counting on the fact that you guys would understand that a couple of months might actually mm-hmm. cross over. So well, you know, we're a lot a of you tier. were cool. Yeah, a lot of you guys were cool with that, and I understand if you weren't. So absolutely, so and we are adding some comedy film nerds tiers. Yes, and one of them is this is going to be awesome. We love doing the spoiler apps, and you guys love listening to them. So why not be a part of them? So we added a thousand dollar comedy film nerds tier where you get all the rewards, but then you will go to a movie with us. You can pick the movie, yes, and then we will record a spoiler app with you afterwards. <laughs> and this is a limited tier. There's only five of them. So, but they are available. And the other thing that was really popular before you got to get yourself the, to LA. If you you got, yeah, there. this is LA area only. <laughs> we're not flying you. We're not. We're not driving to London Bridge in Arizona. So. <laughs> So, um, and the other one is the shout out tier that everyone uh, always liked last time is that for the $250, you get uh, the rewards. And also we will shout out you, whatever you want us to say and, and, uh, talk about you or your, uh, your business. Yo, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things, uh, this normally, would I guess the, you would say their whole yeah, name, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, just Tim. no, no, whatever you want. We, we, Big we, T. Hey, yeah. T. Good. Thanks we, for that money, dog. It's, it's not the Wolf. weirdest request we've gotten for sure to what to say. And one of the things I, I said last time, uh, this basically is in the comments fan feedback section, but we talked about, um, if you donate to the Kickstarter and you're in the first 10 comments or so, make sure you say the word fuck. And uh, a lot of you took that very seriously. Yeah, so let's read the uh, comments. And the first one that donated was Micah Wright, who we had on the show. And he went, oh, yeah, fucking first. The second one was Jay Lender. Fuck yeah, fuckity fuck. <laughs> and uh, what I love is the fact that this is the guy responsible from, for Phineas and Ferb on the Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that no, fucking show fucking yeah. rocks. Uh, now, Joshua um, Bor- Borbone said, love the show, guys. Can't wait for the book. Now, remember that. Uh, Teresa Verite, made it within the first 10 backers. Fuck yeah. Joshua Borbone, again. Oh, fuckity fuck. I got to the end of the podcast. Sorry for fucking up the third fucking comment. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben Tahia, uh, instead of seeing Batman versus Superman for a third time, I decided to back this project. <laughs> ben. Uh, Come on. <laughs> the the preview looks great. P.S. I'm still going to probably see Bats vs. Soups a third time. <laughs> Bryce Stoddard, 24th backer. Fuck yeah. Guess who just listened to CFN 313. Looks like a great story. Can't wait. And Rob Roberts, this is right, 64th backer. Halfway to 128. <laughs> <laughs> For the podcast, fuckity shit shit. <laughs> so um, if you leave a comment and curse, we will also read them on the Oh, end. God bless you guys. Uh, and like I said, and this is, this is a very personal thing for me, too. Um, your support means the absolute world to us. It's why we do it. It's why we keep going. And this is a very personal story for me. And really, check it out. It's gotten some great endorsements and cannot do it without you. So thank you so much. Yeah, and when Hollywood kicks us in the dick, you guys come back with really yeah. nice hand jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I'm not sure if I agree completely with that imagery, but I agree with the metaphor. (laughs) 
But yes, I wholeheartedly the sentiment. You guys really um, make it better for us, for without a doubt. I know I creeped it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So what's coming out on DVD? Uh, DVD is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie or not yet, uh, but seemed popular. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, I don't like know. It's pretty good. I don't know. I just bought uh, the Star Wars grapes. <laughs> Star Wars grapes. <laughs> I got the yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see this, Dave? What? Did you see the Star Wars movie? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw it twice. What'd you mm-hmm. like? What'd you think of it? I'll tell. You, I thought it was tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like. Review tight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I dug it. You know, so, so there's... it hit all the right points. You know, they just yes. pa- they painted all the numbers. I was like, I'm okay. Mm. Same here. I know. I've still. I've. I've since since you know the movie came out. Whatever four months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, four or five months ago, I've heard some people. Ah, oh, now I look back, and they just basically just did the original kind of a beat for beat. Not really. I don't care. Well, well you know what? Here's the interesting uh, thing. We knew that when we first saw it, but we were forgiving of it. Yeah. Now, uh, and I said this before, and I'm going to stick to it. Is if the second one is like Empire Strikes Back, then no. Now, now we're we, right. you can't do that. It yeah. has to be something new. I, I get that you're laying the groundwork and cleaning up the mess of the last three, um, but now, now that this is all is out of the way, let's see what's Let's see what's next. I loved it. But I thought the, Ky- yeah. you know, like Kylo, Kylo Ren, you know, I mean, yeah. I thought he was great. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I, you I know, there thoroughly wasn't, enjoyed There wasn't film. like yeah. a person like that in any of the prequels that I was right. like, right. you know, so that was a win immediately. I and think, then, and then just seeing Chewbacca and Harrison oh, yeah, Ford, it was great. like, hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> yeah. It's like you walk into a bar that you haven't been into in a long time. And everyone yells Norm. Yeah, they're the same guys are still there. Yeah, These guys yeah. are playing darts the way they always do. No, yeah, and he, you could tell he was trying. He wasn't fo- he wasn't yeah, phoning it in. The only the only question is do I buy this now or do I wait when the trilogy comes out and buy the, you know, the I mean, the I don't know why you're buying Blu-ray anymore anyways unless you're like a, a, a comedy film nerd. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of that sentence, you realize where you were. And you went, oh, probably these guys, and everyone that listens to it, are the types of people that would buy it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think, mm-hmm. I think I'm probably going to, I don't know if I'm going to buy it. I might get it. I'm going to buy it. Uh, but <laughs> I may not wait for the full trilogy to come out. But uh, I know there's extras on it. Uh, they're doing a couple weird things where some of the extras are only online. Like, I'm not sure. I guess it's, I don't know. But everyone wants to do something weird with the, the Blu-rays. Now. I like it. I, I think yeah. you, you do bring up a good point, is that, that Kylo Ren was a great villain. He was a really good, conflicted villain, and it was it was it was really it added a lot to it. And it, you know, he wasn't just, oh, he's just doing another. Well, he's going to be thing. in the next one. Yeah. Yep. So, so it was right. a, it was a uh, really fun. I'm glad we went to Australia to see it. And, and one of the th- one of the things <laughs> you went all the way to Australia to see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Before it opened, did it open there first? Yeah, it was yeah. a whole thirty six hours thing. before. Yep. And then recorded an episode right it after. Was the with Saunders. Our three hundredth episode is yep. is from Australia two in the morning. Holy yep. shit, you guys! Yeah. It was <laughs> one of the coolest moments. And you know, thanks to our fan Eric Cullen. Yeah, who, uh, who who funded our uh, trip down it there? It was the coolest. It was the coolest. Thing. By the way, I could use a couple Eric Cullens on the Kickstarter for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was it was amazing, and it was really really fun. So uh, one of the th- movies I w- also saw over the uh, weekend, I wanted to bring up again, was Maggie. Now I, this is the Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. zombie movie, and I know uh, Neil had seen it, he had liked it, and I was always very curious about this movie. Like, what? How are you going to do like a zombie story that's a little different? Right. And ultimately, it was about a father, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's 
uh, daughter was turning into a zombie and how he was going to deal with it. Like, it, it's a very slow process in this movie, in this zombie world. Is it just like bitten. every parent having to deal with a kid becoming a teenager? Is that ah. what <laughs> it, I will say the movie was very allegorical, but it was more about, like, cancer. Like, you know, somebody oh, wow. watching someone die of cancer. It really felt that way. Like, this is like... You get Sign bit. me up. Yeah. <laughs> you get bitten, and it, it's like it's like a full like six weeks or so before you'll completely turn. Mm-hmm. So there aren't there's a couple like zombie scares in it, but mostly it's more like a I don't even know how to describe it except like a zombie drama really that has mm-hmm. these allegorical edges to it. Some drama, yeah. It was a zom drama, yeah. 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 <laughs> so so you look at it like you know this is your kid they're slowly dying in front of you. Do you put them in the quarantine zone? Do you shoot them yourself when they get too sick? Do you, you know, what do you do? Or do you try to keep them with you as long as you can? So it's a really interesting story. Arnold Schwarzenegger does a great job in this. You know, he, you see like, well, what, what kind of roles should Arnold Schwarzenegger be doing now? It's like, well, do we need another Terminator movie? No, you should be doing roles like this that are interesting. Um, that, zombie you know, dead. Yeah, yeah, zombie dead. You know, <laughs> granted, kills a few zombies for sure. He's got to he's, he's got to pull out the the commando here and there. Yeah. Um, now I will say this is a minor spoiler alert. Um, the ending was a little unfulfilling, and the reason is too. It's like you have these things. What's going to happen? But ultimately, it's the dad's story. That how does he deal with the right. fact that he's losing his daughter to this um, disease and. The dad, I will say, is completely left out of the ending. So I think it was it was a real misfire as far as the ending goes. Where you know you wanted, but, but to overall kinda, worth but, seeing. But overall worth seeing. Okay. I think that was the only kind of flaw in the film. It was you know it, it's definitely like an indie drama with zombie effects. So it's slow moving. It's it's confined. It's not that many actors. But it's it's one of those movies that I'm glad Arnold Schwarzenegger did it. I'm glad he could bring attention to it, and I'm glad it, it got All made. Right. So definitely check it out. All right, Sight Spotlight. Um, this is, oh yeah, we had talked about, uh, uh, Scruggulous was talking about a North Korean remake of Titanic. You can definitely check that what? out. And what, is it? what does the boat run into? I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. South Korea. But, uh, Capitalism. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you definitely want to check out, um, Neil has been doing some great work every week with the, um, the weekly movie beat. It, it's fantastic. It's, you want to find out What's going on in movie news and his opinion of everything, it, it, it's great. And if you still want, uh, I'd like to say there's differing opinions on Batman versus Superman on the site. There isn't. There's, uh, everyone was of the same opinion from Graham and I to Neil to um, Rick Myers. It's just presented in different ways, but uh, they're, I will say all extremely entertaining. Um, Rick Myers is like CJ uh, John Ware. The more they hate a film, the funnier the review is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so definitely check it out. I didn't see it. I, I, I've made the right call, right? For sure. You say so. it's, it's frustrating. Oh, you were part of the 80% drop-off from opening weekend to the second weekend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just, I, I'm just not going to, if, if, if the reviewers, I'll say it's a fucking piece of shit and everybody says, I'm like, I'm not going to go. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Okay. Just listen to our spoiler app on Thursday that's coming out. Yeah, we, we're doing. All, yeah, we are doing a Batman spoiler. We were trying to get Mike Schmidt to do it, guys, but uh, he he's out of town. Um, and they, uh, you know, you you. So, but it's it's good. We talk about it. We talk about it. Enough. So um, yeah, and then uh, premiering this week, uh, the boss. This is the new Melissa McCarthy movie. It actually looks pretty funny. Uh, I'm curious to see this movie. Uh, I- 
you know, I, I think... I always s- loves it. I always love a riches to rags story. Right. Uh, by someone stupid. Like, the character is, like, really... <laughs> like, at one point, the uh, there's another character yells at her, like, you're broke, you dumb ginger. <laughs> <laughs> It looks really funny. I like Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. So, uh, Hardcore Henry, I I don't... This is a weird movie. This is like a first-person shooter movie. Yeah, I've seen the previews. Yeah. And I'm like... It, 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 the, the the trailer alone started making me motion sick. I was like, am I going to go watch a video game? That's what it seems yeah. like a video game, right? It is. It, it, that's that's the way it's shot, but more... It seems like a little damn... That movie like, seems like a damn video game. Yeah. I can, get that off the screen. I don't want to see that. Out. So what, what's... <laughs> like, like, one or like... Uh, well, if found footage movies don't make you sick, check out Hardcore Henry. So I, I don't know... Uh, it's like a movie brought to you by Mountain Dew or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be curious to see um, if anyone can sit through it without getting dizzy. All right. I'm not so, going to see it. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Wright, this was an interesting one that kind of snuck in. This is an Anna Kendrick, Sam Rockwell movie where a girl falls for the perfect guy who is a hitman on the run from the mob. Oh. So, I'm not sure about I this love one. me some Sam Rockwell. Yeah, The Rock. Yeah, yeah. Always, the Rock's always great. <laughs> like, he's... And that's, like, a great role. When this might be, it. like, a fun, like, um, rom-com kind of turned on its ear. So we'll we'll see. I like it. I like it a lot. And that's it? <laughs> <laughs> quietly. <laughs> quietly yes. walking away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, and scene. <laughs> We want to thank our guest, Dave Waite. Dave, where can people find you on the internet? Road dates? Yeah, everything's Dave Waite Comedy. So it's DaveWaiteComedy.com, Dave Waite Comedy at Twitter, Dave Waite Comedy at Instagram. And there's an E in my name. So it's W-A-I-T-E. Nice. If, yeah, it's silent. So it's not a comma. <laughs> it's silent in there. So it's not a comma? Like, Dave Waite Comedy. No, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, I fell for it. Yeah. I fell for it. a joke on my name again. <laughs> so it's um, DaveWaite.com and Twitter and Instagram. Are you on Facebook too? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. I'm mm. at the Max Friends. I don't know if I should I convert to the fan. I don't know. I, I mean, did it. I went over. And your podcast is the Riffboard? Riffboard. Oh, man. It's on the to- iTunes and the mm. SoundCloud and the whatever. Do you got any uh, tour dates coming up? Yeah, I'll be in Calgary in a, uh, the 19th through the 24th at the Comedy Cave. Nice. So up there in the Great White North. So that'll be exciting. Outstanding. <laughs> uh, well, go check him out, guys. Uh, Dave Waite's a very funny man. We've done shows together. Uh, check him out at his shows and, and listen to his podcast at the Bro House. At the- yeah. <laughs> if you're into bros, it's a good podcast. <laughs> This bro's broing out. Yeah, we'll bro out. out pretty hard. Nice. Um, well, bring up, bring up the riff board. Let's do it. Bring up the riff board. Uh, uh, this week, I'm I've got two shows at the Lab at the Hollywood Improv. April seventh, I'm doing my new podcast with Joe Wagner called Pop Divas. Uh, that's at six o'clock. That's a free show at the Lab. Come by. It's a, Joe and I are going to pick probably a song or two from a female pop singer. And, uh, and break it down, why mm-hmm. we love it. It's not snarky, like, oh, it's so dumb, it's great. We love these songs, mm-hmm. like Miley Cyrus Party in the USA. Oh, yeah. a fantastic piece of music, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, and <laughs> Will then, you be deconstructing the videos, too? We could, mm-hmm. we could. That's a good idea. Um, we uh, probably just audio, since it's an audio yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we might. We could talk about the video, who knows? Um and then uh, Saturday, uh, April 9th, doing uh, Variety Palooza again at the lab. 
Saturday, April 9th at the 8 p.m. So far, Kira Saltanovich is on the show, and the, the musical act Liquid Feet uh, is on the show. Awesome. And uh, I've had some requests for uh, Detective Kent Stryker, so we might dust him off and bring him out. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and we'll get a couple more acts. It, it was a lot of fun last time, so it's it's a blast. And that show on April 9th is 8 bucks, and at the lab, there's no drink minimum. So it's a it's an inexpensive fun night. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Well, I will be doing a podcast tour this week. I'm not sure when all of these will be dropping, but I'll be doing the Gatekeeper with Jamie Flam, Owen Benjamin's Why Aren't They Laughing. I'll be doing That's a good podcast. Current Geek, the Kira Sultanovich Show, and Worst Collection Ever all this week to promote nice. the Kickstarter. Nice, you. Uh, so they will be dropping periodically. And as uh, like I said, uh, please uh, help me support the Kickstarter. And thank you, long ago and far away. All right, guys, that is our show. Thank you again, Dave Waite Comedy. Thank you. At DaveWaiteComedy.com. Yeah, come on by. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first.